from the Tigers' sideline. It's Tigers Talk with Memphis broadcasting legend Greg Gaston. Hear Greg weekday mornings on Sports 56 Mornings along with Eli Savoy from 7 to 10 right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. On Twitter X at Greg underscore Gaston. Here's Greg with Bryant and Brett. Greg Gaston joins us like he does every Thursday to talk Tigers and a lot to get to today because we haven't talked to Greg since the Tigers took on Iowa State in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl uh, last Friday. So let's start right there, Greg. Uh, what did you think of the Tigers' performance? I mean, really incredible. I was up here, uh, of course, working that afternoon, and mm-hmm. uh, I told Brett, I've been telling a lot of people that uh, I was kind of sitting before getting ready and uh, looked up. Clemson and Kentucky had just ended. They go to the broadcast of Tigers-Iowa State. I thought Memphis was kicking off for the first time in the game only to find out they already had the ball and scored to make it 6 nothing. <laughs> so a quick start to the game, and they played really, really well. What did you make of it? Well, Happy New Year, first of all, happy to New the Year. three of you. It's always a pleasure to talk with you guys. Yeah, it was, it was quite the contest. It was quite the effort by the Tigers. I, I, I didn't expect all of that. I did not expect them to hold Iowa State to zero yards rushing, Damn. to go perfect as far as no penalties and no turnovers. I, I thought maybe they would be close in the end, and Iowa State probably would nudge him out. Uh, I was completely wrong and very uh, happy to be wrong about that. And the way to open the game, Brian, like you said, if, if you weren't in your seat, and probably there were some people that weren't in their seats yet, <laughs> you missed a nice bomb from Henry yeah. to blank him. He kind of set the tone for what the Tigers were going to do all day. It really did, Greg, and the best the Tigers played all year to get to – 10 wins, and I, I I have said a couple times this week, I really do, I feel sorry for the fans that kind of entered the fan portal and checked out on the year and missed out on the fun of a double-digit win season. Yeah, it was a great way to culminate the season, and, and there were some folks that didn't show up, but I was pleasantly surprised with the crowd. It was more than what I thought would be there, especially minutes before kickoff they seem to come out of the woodwork iowa state those fans that traveled mm-hmm. not as many as 2017 but still a nice contingent and of course if they're buying tickets and they're already in memphis they're going to show up for the game i was just worried about it being so cold that some of the memphis fans would say hey let me let me sit at home let me watch it on television in the comfort of my home yeah. and there were some of those fans but still there were a lot more fans than i thought and they were enthusiastic from the get-go the Tigers took that Iowa State crowd out of it early on. So, yeah, there were some that certainly cashed out on the, on the season, uh, probably are regretting that they weren't there to watch that in person because you're right, Brett, that was their best performance by far of the season. For the Liberty Bowl game itself, don't you think they probably have done the – having the Tigers in it for a while, two times in six years. And don't you think they're kind of tapped out on the on the Big 12 side with Iowa State and Kansas State and on the SEC side with Mississippi State and Arkansas? I, I think for the future of that game, the the Big 12 rep probably needs to be one of those newer members to the Big 12, maybe have a Houston, maybe have a UCF, and, and from the SEC – I, I don't I don't know where they're going to turn in the new bowl picture mm-hmm. uh, uh, of teams that will wanting wanting to be going to the playoffs. Then we'll have to go to the Liberty Bowl. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see once their contract runs out where they go from here. Once there's some distance between UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati and their spots in the conference, in the American conference when they were here, once there's some distance, that will be a welcome sight to see a team like that as long as they're having a a really good year in the bowl game, in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game. Right now, just turning around, and they were in the league last year, it was just too quick of a turnaround. So I didn't mind seeing that same matchup that we saw in 2017. But I think you're right. Uh, down the road, it's the contract, the new deal. And right now, they're still under contract with the Big 12. But if that continues, yeah, you're going to see more than likely some of that new blood. And don't forget, you're going to have some new teams coming in from the Pac-12 as well into the Big 12. Yeah. As far as the SEC, look, we've talked about this before. It seems like every time they are down a team for their bowl obligations, they squeeze out the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. And I'm sure that officials like Steve Earhart and Harold Grader didn't mind because they would go to Memphis with that secondary contract with the American. But you're right, twice in since 17, so twice in six, seven years, uh, yeah, they probably have run their course at least a little bit with Memphis. Memphis has high hopes next year to be the uh, Group of Five representative in in the playoffs. But when you think about it, like you said, Brett, you're going to have more SEC teams that will be involved in the playoffs, so less that will be available to fulfill all their bowl obligations. So I wonder where Memphis would go from there, even with the secondary contract of the American Conference. I, I can't imagine they go to the well again with Memphis, although that's the, the smart thing to do, right? Financially, uh, you're going to get more fans from Memphis than you are more than likely from uh, anywhere else in the American TV conference. rating was good, three point six. TV ratings are fine, but I mean, again, it's like three point six million viewers. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Memphis, as much as they were fine with this, it, it was a, a bigger financial payout for them. They'll get a bigger percentage of the payout from the conference because this bowl game paid out more. But they don't get all of it. It's not like they get all of the Autos and Liberty Bowl dollars. And I'm sure Memphis after this one is probably going to say, look, I, you know, Fenway's going to invite us, or this, these guys are going to invite us. We're fine going somewhere yeah. different. But again, their, their hopes, yeah, but their hopes certainly are on the playoffs next year as opposed to just a bowl game. Greg, they are, and that I think that should be the, the standard. It, it not, maybe not to go to the playoffs, but to win the AAC, and then maybe the playoffs turn us down, but we don't give them the opportunity to not be in the mix. Got to win the AAC next year. Right. The goal, obviously, first and foremost, is to win the conference championship. you got to get there to win it. And while this was a very, very good season, 10 wins and a big win over a Big 12 team, they still fa- they still failed in the in getting to the championship game. And that's the goal. So they were still short of, of reaching their ultimate goal. So getting to the championship game, hopefully winning the championship is first and foremost. Then you see what happens. Who knows what happens with this expanded playoff? And again, the group of five is involved. It's not like they're left out. It would take a miracle to get in. Somebody is going to get in mm-hmm. the way it's structured, at least in 2024-2025. So why not be Memphis? But yes, they're going to go into the season with the goal, which it is every year, to get to the conference championship game and to win it. And if somehow they exceed that and get to the playoffs, wow, this place will be crazy. This city will go nuts. And that that deal to uh, allow a non-Power 5, that's only for the next two years. And the TV deal is only right. for the next two years. 
There, it could even go to 16 and a, and a different TV carrier, and once it does that, or it could stay at 12, but it also could do this. It could be all at larges. All at larges. It could absolutely be that way. So you want to take advantage of it the next two years, especially with the way things are going now with Memphis. Obviously, uh, it, it is not 100% concrete yet, but it will be, and it should be on Tuesday of next week with the changeover from the city running Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium to the university, thus the, uh, the, the the renovations that will take place to make it as modern as they can with the money that they're going to be able to bring in through the state, through Fred Smith and FedEx, but also the money that they have to match raising money. So right now that's the most important thing for them. But the point I'm making is for this not-too-distant future, if there's more movement, you hope with the team playing as well as they've played, with this basketball team nationally ranked, that maybe, just maybe, if there is more movement, that Memphis gets a legitimate look. So yeah. who knows what would happen by the time 2026 came along. But you're right, Brett, it's only etched in stone for 24 and 25, and things could completely change once the new TV contracts are made. Well, Greg, you mentioned in that AutoZone Liberty Bowl the Tigers' defense holding Iowa State, who had a a really good run game this year, to zero rushing yards in that one. It was led by uh, interim defensive coordinator Jordan Hankins, the the linebackers coach that stepped in for the bowl game. And yesterday it was announced that he'll be um, the defensive coordinator, the permanent defensive coordinator, moving forward. Did you expect that decision to come down after what you saw in that game on Friday? What an audition, right? Yeah. That's a pretty good audition tape to uh, to show your boss. I didn't expect it, first of all, this quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, it would not have surprised me if they looked outside the family because it was a struggle yeah. a lot of times this year defensively. But with the performance by that defense, with what Jordan Hankins was able to do in a short period of time to revamp the defense completely, to change it to a 3-5-3 three, three, mm-hmm. and go into that game saying, we're going to slow down the Iowa State running attack. That's first and foremost. Well, not only did they slow it down, they completely stopped it. Now, they were able to throw the ball, and they, that's where they got their yards and, and hung in there, but their goal was to stop to slow down the rush, and they completely stopped it. So you give a lot of credit to Hankins, the rest of the defensive coaches, and those players to go out there and execute. Hankins has some experience. Obviously, he's been in Memphis now. This will be upcoming in 2024, his fourth year, and has some D.C. experience from having done that at UT Martin. So the thought was he he showcased what he's able to do. The players love playing for him. He's a favorite with the coaches. Why not just keep it within the family? So, yeah, I was not stunned. A little bit surprised, though. I thought still that even with that performance that Ryan Silverfield could look elsewhere. Our guest is Greg Gaston from the Tiger Sideline. It's brought to you every week by Jim's Place in Collierville, Mount Moriah Auto Sales, the law offices of Stephen Leffler, and Neil's Bar and Grill. He's also brought to you by Oak Court Salon. Sports 56 listeners get 25% off at Oak Court Salon. Ashley Waddell and Lane LaScola are expert stylists at Oak Court, and they're giving Sports 56 listeners 25% off their first appointments. Cuts, color, highlights, balayage, Brazilian blowouts, and split-in treatments. Book today and save 25% off at sports56.glossgenius.com. Greg, I'm going to give you all three losses. I'm going to give you Mizzou, I'll give you Tulane, and I'll give you SMU. Have that defense, that plan, and that effort in one of those games, which one does it turn around the easiest? 
with a, a loss to a win? Mm, I would probably say Tulane. They had the lead. They had a double-digit lead in that game, and they gave it up. Mm, and yeah. even though Pratt did play in that game, I don't think it was as, as explosive an offense as it was last year when they had Spears in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think SMU's offense was, was just as good, even better, than Tulane, and they ended up beating them in the championship game. And Missouri is Missouri. They had a special year. Even though Memphis did play them very well, extremely well, they had too many weapons to deal with. So, I, yeah, I would, I would say Tulane. Yeah, uh, that's the one Brett said yesterday. Um, but uh, switching over to uh, to basketball, big game tonight for the Tigers and Penny Hardaway as they start conference play. Uh, but we have seen the report uh, by Jason Munns a couple days ago. David Jones didn't practice Monday or Tuesday with an illness, uh, and Caleb Mills uh, didn't practice Monday or Tuesday with that hip injury. What is your feeling tonight with those two guys? Do you think they give it a go? Do you think one plays, the other sits? What do you think we see tonight? Yeah, I haven't heard really a definitive word. I would imagine, though, if David Jones uh, came with the team or went with the team to Tulsa, which, again, I have not heard anything different contrary to, to anything. So I would imagine because he did take this trip with the team that he is going to play. problem has been with David Jones, he's been under the weather now for at least a week. Yeah, uh, Penny talked about having to take some IVs after the game against I'm trying to remember the Vanderbilt. game it was. Right, Vanderbilt. The Vanderbilt game. That was before Christmas. Yeah. And the fact that he missed Monday and Tuesday of this week, that thing has lingered, and there's a lot going around. Fortunately, I haven't heard word of other guys catching whatever he's had. But if he's on the plane with them, he's on the trip, they must feel that it's in remission. And hopefully, even if he's not 100%, he feels pretty darn good to play, and he'll go. As far as Caleb Mills is concerned, uh, injured the hip against Austin P. Another one of those deals where uh, if he's hampered by it, why even play him? Yeah. I thought in the game against Austin P. Was it or was it, it might have been the Vanderbilt game? I think it was the Vanderbilt game. Jaquan Walton had been hampered mm-hmm. a little bit, and I thought, well, they'll just rest him. They didn't. He came out and he played. And he started. So it wouldn't surprise me if Caleb Mills. He's a trooper. He's a hard nosed player. Uh, he's in there tonight. But yeah, you certainly want don't want to see. Uh, any more illnesses around that team with everything that's going around, not only here in Memphis, but around the country as far as flus are concerned, COVID and all that stuff. Now, Greg, uh, we trust that this is the real crud, not the hmm. Jordan Brown flu, right? Yeah, I don't know about that flu. Yeah. And that, is, that has come from another It makes you disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, nobody's been able to detect exactly what's going on with that flu. but yeah, that's It's like a Stephen King movie. <laughs> you, dis- you disappear. Yeah, that's the worst kind of flu, right? Uh, J.J. Taylor, we don't think he has that, that flu, do we? He hasn't uh, been on the bench the last two games. Is it Jordan Brown or a real flu? Yeah, I'm not sure about J.J. Taylor. Uh, the interesting thing about J.J. Taylor was I went to a practice, and you know, now that it's, it, it's in the past, I could, I could mention that he wasn't at the practice. But I figured when we went to that practice, it was their first one after the – Christmas break, and I'm just thinking he's from California, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Probably a delay in the flight and all that. But And then Parth Upajai from the Daily Memphian reported the next day that he was on his flight from, I want to say Chicago. Chicago yeah. Probably that's where they had to fly into and then get the plane to Memphis. So he was on the flight, but I don't know. I mean, your guess is as good as mine if he's even practicing with the team. So I don't know about that one with J.J. Taylor. Obviously, Jordan Brown is, is done 
I don't know why they don't want to announce anything, but they haven't announced anything with him. He, it would be the shock of all shocks if all of a sudden he shows up and he's in uniform on the bench. Yeah. It seems like that ship has sailed, and they're rolling with Naquan Tomlin, who had an incredible performance in the game against Austin P, going for 15 and 15 and 23 minutes. And I say incredible because the guy's still not in complete play, playing shape yet and put together that type of performance, and they needed all those points and rebounds. Yeah. Greg, where do, you, where do you think Jordan Brown first got so disenchanted? I can only guess that, I mean, there's a lot of people that speculate, well, maybe he's not getting the NIL money. No, I, I don't believe that's the truth. I think the truth is that he was kind of eased out. All of a sudden, he wasn't getting the minutes, he wasn't getting the touches, and he, I, he became disenchanted. I, I, I think it came pretty quickly. I mean, the first few games he was used, and then after that he was used sparingly. Was whether he was on the court, mm-hmm. right? And whether he was on the court and not getting touches, or just wasn't on the court at all, the playing time went way down. And I, I think that's what it was. Again, I would be surprised if it was something else. And, and Greg, you mentioned some have speculated about maybe the lack of NIL coming through for him. And that that is a slippery slope out there that we're all kind of going through with this newfangled avenue to, to legally pay the players. I, I don't know that it did or didn't happen. I, I, I would highly doubt that it that they did not fulfill their commitment. But if that, oh, I, yeah. if, if that happens out there for anybody, this is kind of carte blanche. If you promise one thing and then you don't come through, that will get around and you won't get anybody next time. Yeah, and I can't imagine that's the case. They've done a real nice job, especially with the NIL for men's basketball, and it continues to get better. But my question would be, and I don't believe me, I don't have half the answers I want for NIL questions to talk to the collective and, and you know the folks. I don't know if they're willing to, to be open, but what happens if, you know, everything, let's say everything was status quo and, and Jordan was getting his NIL and everything was fine. And all of a sudden, he leaves the team for whatever reason is. I can't imagine he continues to get paid. And I don't know. Is it paid in one lump sum? Is it paid over weeks, over months? There's just too many questions out there with the NIL that I don't have the answers to. Yeah, and, and, and simple. If you don't show up for work, you're not getting paid. <laughs> shouldn't, right? You're no. Shouldn't. You shouldn't I mean, be getting paid. I don't care what kind of new Wild West paradigm we have. It's simple. You you, you work, you get paid. If you don't, squat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Greg, I've heard a lot of people today talking about being nervous, uh, being being a little worried about the game tonight against Tulsa. I don't know if that comes from these last two performances against Vanderbilt and Austin P, or if that comes from kind of what the Tigers have done on the road against Tulsa in the past. Uh, what do you think about tonight's game? Are you worried at all for, for this matchup tonight? No, I'm not worried, and I, and it shouldn't matter what's happened in the past, but I can, I can bet that if there is the worry, like you said, it is because of the last two performances combined with what Penny had to say yeah. in his post-game remarks after the Austin P game. He was not happy. And then he started to talk about individuals and not team. Mm-hmm. And that's the concern that everybody had before the season and is always a concern, no matter what program mm-hmm. it is, if you have For a everybody. star-studded roster. Right. You think, well... What happens when all of a sudden somebody doesn't get their touches? Well, we just talked about Jordan Brown, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there can be chemistry issues very quickly if there's players that are disenchanted with what's happening to them. 
if they need theirs and they're and they're upset that they're not getting theirs. Hopefully that is not the case, and and Penny can nip that in the bud because it does seem like there's a lot of good guys that are team oriented players. But remember, a lot of these guys are in their final year. They want to put tape together for a chance to get to the NBA or at least play somewhere and make a lot of money professionally around the world. So the last thing you want to see when you have a star-studded lineup, and this, again, goes for all programs, is anybody that's, that kind of breaks the chain and all of a sudden wants to go their individual way because that could really mess up chemistry in a hurry. Yeah, we, we can't have any Yoko Ono act, can we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's got to be it's got to be a team. We can't have any, anybody dividing it. And Greg, we we know the best chemistry is left hand column. When you're winning, that helps the chemistry aspect. Now, in in basketball, we also know people get that 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 stat sheet post game, mm-hmm. and they look at minutes and they look at shot attempts. Sure, sure, absolutely, and, and and I think it's just human nature to do so. But you're right. You know, the left hand column is what's important. The other thing is, though, you can't take it for granted that you could just roll out the ball and win every single timeout, even though you had a very, very good run in the non-conference portion of your schedule. A-plus. Yes, you you just can't go out there. I guarantee you, with the Vanderbilt game right before Christmas, the fact that Vandy was really – if Vandy came in 10-2, it would have been a different story. They would have been a lot more focused, but they took it for granted, and Vandy almost upset them. Austin Peay's coming out of the holidays, and they let Austin Peay hang around when they had a chance to, to put him away several times. Got the lead but we know games. Christmas games are goofy. <laughs> they are they are goofy. But also conference games at times can be goofy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people wonder, even during the heyday of John Calipari, you have people go, how did they struggle at Minji's in, in mm-hmm. Greenville, North Carolina, <laughs> against East Carolina? Yeah, and, 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 you know, we laughed at John when he would say, you know, we're everybody's Super Bowl, but there's something to that. Oh, yeah. Except there's it, it really two is. teams. There's two teams that can claim that in the American this year with Florida mm-hmm. Atlantic as well. They will be along with Memphis the Super Bowl for all these teams. So, you know, it, it depends. I don't know if students are back yet. I would doubt they're even back at Tulsa. It's a uh, you know a decent sized arena for a small enrollment, a very small enrollment, and very it small. all depends. Yeah, it all depends how focused you are. I think mm-hmm. this is more, and this is coach speak, but it's more about Memphis and not totally. the opponent moving forward. Right. And if they're focused and they're dialed in, they should not have a problem. If they take it for granted, it could be a game that's close going into the second half. Uh, you can't think ahead to uh, you know big, pretty big game on Sunday with SMU. You have to take care of business because we know even one loss in this conference to a team that's really bad in the net can do some damage. Mm-hmm. Greg, I hate to do this to you this close to a break. You know the break schedule very well after all these years After all these years here, and especially with a loaded question. But real, real quickly, can you believe Jerry Stackhouse has been this bad? Yeah, I'm a little surprised because Vanderbilt has been a pretty good basketball program over the years. You think you about can do the it there. seasons that they've had. Absolutely. You don't need as many players as you need for football, right? And football has struggled with basketball. You get several good recruits, and you're back there in the top 25 where Vanderbilt has been at times over the years. Not every year. So, yes, I'm surprised. But guess what? Jerry Stackhouse did a great job coaching that team despite the loss on Saturday. So, Kenny, get it together with these guys. And they've lost some guys to injury. Maybe it's a, it's a good thing for them that the guys that weren't playing as many minutes seem to play really well in that Memphis game. Maybe they can get it together, spring some upsets in the SEC, make some noise. But, yes, to answer your question, very surprised. 
Well, Greg, it'll be fun to see what the Tigers can do to start off uh, conference play tonight. But thanks again for joining thanks, us. We'll Greg. do it again next Thursday. Absolutely, guys. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Greg. Thank you very much. Greg Gasson with us, and you can hear him tomorrow morning with Eli Savoy like you can every day through all these years, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And we appreciate it a lot, him with us every Thursday, talking the hometown Tigers. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Hewlett and Dunn, Boot and Jean on the Historic Square in Collierville. They've been there since 1961. Charles Hall, he hadn't been there since 1961, but he's seen a lot through the years. He started working there in his teens, and now with his wife, Laura, what a team they are to own the place, known for all the boots, but also accessories, clothing, cap for any team, any season, belts, so many things. Just go by and go in and smell all that great leather, and you'll love that feeling, and you'll love that feeling among friends with Charles and Laura Hall, and also on the historic square in Collierville West. Western wear work boots, safety toe, soft toe, rubber boots, boots for every occasion at Hewlett and Dunn. So many people so pleased with their holiday gifts from there. And you can get you can still get in on the great deals that they have right now from head to toe. They got you covered with every brand imaginable. Dan Post, Ariat, Anderson Bean, whether it's for men or women, they have it. Men's and women's clothing, jeans, pants, shirts, shorts, outerwear. Best duckhead collection you'll find anywhere. A jacket for this time of year, and you need one tonight. Charles and Law Hall, they invite you to 111 North Center Street or to HewlettDunn.com. But come visit on the square in Collierville. Boot care products, sunglasses, every area team snapback hat, cool hat you can think of for the Tigers from Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Tennessee, the Razorbacks hats, sunglasses, they have it, and the travel bag selection Top notch. HewlettDunn.com. But come by, visit, say hello at 111 North Center Street on the square. Visit with Charles Hall and Laura Hall in, in Collierville at Hewlett and Dunn. We need to get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about what's trending. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 985 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn, Boot & Jean Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. About 30 minutes left in today's show. Bryant and Brett with you in our family leisure studio. And, uh, Brett, I just saw the news that uh, the Ravens are signing Dalvin Cook to their practice squad. So we knew that that uh, move for Dalvin Cook um, being cut from uh, from the Jets, giving him an opportunity to get on one it. of these rosters for the playoffs. You know, that is, uh, I mean, that adds a ton to a team that has already been so good this season. All right, we talked our expectations for uh-huh. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens of the day, yep. and I think we very fairly said just get to an AFC championship game. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's fair to put win at all on on. 
No. Anybody. Kentucky, no. LeBron no. James, uh, Tom Brady, any, anybody. What do you think the Ravens clubhouse, the locker room, what do you think their goal is? It's win it all. It's always win it all. You know, it got to be. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're not talking, you know, settle for no. some little ham and egg, no. ma- you know, right, make guys, an appearance and wave at everybody. We're yeah. And that's it. That that will be one win. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now that that that's harder than we just than I just dismissed. It. Right. Right. I mean, way and, harder. and it's been really hard for them. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're right about that. But I mean, they they have the weapons. We've seen what they've done against you know just recently against the 49ers, against the Dolphins. I mean, they have dominated against some of the better teams uh, in the league. And so now adding a guy like Dalvin Cook, I mean that that offense is going to be hard to stop. I got my sad face on about no Thursday night football. I mean, it it hurts. I mean, well, it does. But but I, I say that I, I'm I'm not entirely serious. I, I do love football, but I I love the the slow transition sure. that that we're making and and the center stage that college basketball mm-hmm. will take, and then spring yeah. when we get around to golf and baseball and the NBA <laughs> playoffs and things like that. And tonight really starts one of those things that that, that you know kind of marks the college basketball season is when Thursday night's Pac-12 night. That's that's right, yes. That won't be this time next year. No, no, it will not. Um, But But Thursday's their night. It sure is, and and we've got a couple really good games, Colorado and Arizona at 8.30 on ESPN, and then uh, later at 10 o'clock, Utah-Arizona State on ESPN2. So, I mean, it's it's that time. I think that's a good game. Oh, oh, yeah, it's a really, really good game. 11-2 and two, Utah, 8 Oh, Brad, last State. night I was watching Jakob Pertle, speaking of Utah. Okay. And, you know, I've, I've talked about I'm not a player personnel director. Right. Oh, I had him in the Hall of Fame when he was at Utah. Oh, man. Oh, I loved man. him. You think I had Walker Kessler love? Yeah. I mean, you, oh. and, and too often for me, it's it, it's kind of Pac-12 guys. Pertle it has was Pac-12. And way back to the T.J. Leaf romance. Yeah. Not, not Ryan Leaf, no, T.J. Leaf. No. About the same success. <laughs> yeah, no. You could confuse them if you'd like. You could. You could. Well, Brett, now it's time, you know, like you said, that turn. It's time to fall in love with somebody else for, for this year's draft. I'm excited I, to I love LaMelo. Yeah, yeah. He's a good player. Gets hurt a little too much, but what? No, I'm sorry, I've confused the brother at UCLA that's out of the league. Oh, Lonzo, Lonzo. Yeah, I love Lonzo. Yeah, well, hey, good reason, and and he, I mean, scary for what uh, his career has now become. But no, a a a good game of uh, a good night of college uh, basketball. I wish we had more NBA games tonight. Only two NBA games tonight on TNT. Not much there. Nuggets Warriors. That Nuggets Warriors game will be intriguing. But that first one, Nuggets Nuggets and Spurs. That's one that I could probably skip. And and. Jokic, it's like he's impervious to the the Chase Center crowd in San Francisco. Oh, it just doesn't bother him at all. No, no, not not at all. I, Man, I don't where think, did he get to be such a flatliner? I, I don't know. I, I was about to say I don't think much anything. Bothers what does? Him in life. Yeah, really. I mean, nothing bothers him. It's it's incredible to watch. He he is just one of the most composed job to do. It, Tim Duncan had that. Yeah. He really did. He really did. And I mean, you to be a great player, I mean, you kind of almost have to have that. And and, and we're kind of seeing it play out um, now. And like you said, with with uh, 
with Tim Duncan. But um, no, Brett. I mean, all eyes are going to be on on the the Tigers tonight here locally, and and what they can do in that that first game. We've seen, um, you know, the the conference play start in the American for a handful of teams, and it's not fair we have tonight. It's just nah. the 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 trepidation of first roadie mm-hmm. and conference play. Uh, okay, so they don't get there by nine and a half, right? They're, they're going to win. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're. I mean, well, yes. I don't want to sound too um, confident on them, and then something crazy happens. But no, I mean they they should, and they should take care of business. But you know, I think you uh, you know you look at what happened with Florida Atlantic the other night, and and they go out against East Carolina, and they're trailing. It goes way back at, with Tulsa too. It, it really does. I mean, you can. I was shocked to even hear when you said. At Tulsa, it's twelve to eleven. Twelve eleven. That is way closer than I thought it would be. Uh, yeah, it, it it is, and it, it it goes way back to the to the seventies and the Valley, and even before that. But sure. for, for me to really recall playing it a lot, and it was a great player from Memphis at Tulsa mm. uh, back then, Willie Biles, and and through the years, you know, Tulsa was one of those stops. Southern Miss in football was like this for a long time. Mm. Whoever was coached there, kind of won. Whoever was it, Tulsa had a stretch where they had a lot of successful head coaches, and now that is let up some. Yeah, it's absolutely it's let up a little bit. But you know, I think uh, Tigers got to go in there and and really uh, you know stay focused. And you know, there are going to be a lot of games we've talked about it um, where you know they could. You know, if they're not if they're not all locked in, it could you know get to something like we saw with FAU in, in East Carolina, where they're I don't want to say trailing at the half, but a much closer game um, late in the game than it should be. So, uh, but no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun tonight. Tell me everything you know about Eric Conkle. I don't know much. That's the coach at Tulsa. I don't either. I, I've got nothing. Is uh, this his first year? I hate to ask that question. I don't think so. Well, that that's hard to uh, to imagine. No, I think yes, last year might have last been year was sure. yes. And um, and, I, and I've I've gotten to a, a a list of of Tulsa head coaches through the years. I'm just going to start in 1980. Nolan yeah. Richardson, J.D. Barnett was there a while and was successful. Yeah. Tubby Smith oh, yeah. speaks for itself. For sure. Steve Robinson was there just a year uh, or a year or two. Uh, real good. Bill Self. I'm, I followed him in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. in, in in 2000. Buzz Peterson, not so much, and then that, and then they stuck with Doug Wojcik a long time. Danny Manning never worked. Frank Haith was there a while, but it was not very successful. Yeah. And and that's kind of last year five and twenty five. I didn't realize it was that bad. I'm looking at it right now. I didn't. Did you realize it was that bad last year? Yeah, it was. I I, I don't know. I think I. Uh, would have thought it was more than five wins, but no, I knew it was a, a really, really bad season last year. So already off to a, a way better season than last year. Right through the years, I've even had people accuse me that I, I might need to be the Chamber of Commerce head in Tulsa. I've made the case that I think Tulsa is the best small sports town in the country. Really? It, it, it's it's a melting pot. And, you know, it's it's got Tulsa, it's got Oklahoma State, it's uh-huh. got ORU, yep. it's got OU. You know, now it's going to have you know some SEC influence. It's got Arkansas influence. It it it's a it used to be a melting pot of baseball. Mm. I would bet now it's mostly Texas Rangers. Yeah. But at a t- at one time it was it was a Cardinal outpost. Really. And and and, and oh, I, I would I would listen to the Cardinals in Northwest Arkansas on a big stick station 
out of Tulsa. I want to say it was 740, something like that. Interesting. Uh, and, and we'd listen to the Cardinals on that when I couldn't get KMOX right. you know, during the daytime, but could there and but could get the station out of Tulsa. And the, 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 the NFL influence heavy in the day with, with the St. Louis Cardinals, but heavier now with the Chiefs, but yeah. dominated by Cowboys. Oh, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys. I mean, I was telling Johnny earlier, I mean, everybody and their mother wants to be a Cowboy, and wants to be a Cowboy fan, too. I mean, And, and a, a, you know, a great golf town in the oh, number yeah. of majors it's, it's hosted at, mm-hmm. at Southern Hills. Great small sports town. That is really good. Uh, Brett, I, I had a, I had a roommate from Tulsa, so I knew oh, it well. Oh, I see, I see. We, and and we went over in in eighty two was the PGA, mm. and we went like all day Saturday. Man, you you, you just can't believe the heat. Uh, August really? in Tulsa is for keepers, and it's another thing about Tulsa. It gets every inch of summer and every down of winter. You get all the heat and all, and Ugh. we 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 went. All day on Saturday, and then on Saturday night, went to see, and I don't, I don't know who opened for who. Okay. Look, it was, it was partly cloudy even then, <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't know who opened for who. But it was either by Skaggs opening for Delbert McClinton or vice versa. Oh, wow! And, and went to that, and then went back to the golf course, and then I went to the PGA in two thousand seven there, and it, it, it was hotter than the face of the sun. Good lord. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. And, and, and Tiger made it look look easy. Oh yeah, man, but, man, I've been to a U.S. Open at Southern Hills. There, uh, had a one day playoff on Monday, so I missed that because mm. I had to get back. Wow, that's uh, wow. I mean, I look. I knew about Tulsa. I knew of a couple other schools in there, but I didn't realize it was that. I had a USFL team too in the days. Really, in the day, uh, Doug Williams played for them, the Oklahoma Outlaws. I think, yeah. I, maybe even had a WFL team. Interesting. Did they? It, but but yeah. Wow. And it, it way back with the Tigers and, and, and everything. Yeah, of course. Well, it should be a uh, a good one tonight. I'm excited for it. 7 p.m. Um, on ESPN Plus tonight. 15th ranked Tigers and Tulsa. Tomorrow at five o'clock, we'll talk with Jason Munns. He's presented every Friday at five through the end of college basketball by Jim's Place Grill. There's a great place to go tonight yeah, and get, get to that bar area and enjoy sure the is. game in there. The Terrace family will wish everyone a happy new year and thank you so much for all the, 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 the great business through all the years. Over 100 years of charcoal grill steaks at Jim's Place Grill. Over 100 years of celebration, family time and lasting memories. We made them in that last round of holidays. We're going to make them this year in 2024. The Terrace family with their touch and love for our community recipes that date back to the beginning in downtown and now in Collierville at the railroad tracks at Popper and Houston Levy. I guarantee you, as we speak, that bar area is busy. Online at jimsplacegrill.com. Don't forget the Ian Grill. Every steak grilled perfectly over an open flame. Come to Jim's Place and taste and see and feel the difference. Lunch hours, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Dinner hours, Monday through Saturday, 5 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Since 1921, a Memphis landmark, hard work, values, and a dedication to their diners. The Terrace family, they've created a memorable dining experience. They all love the Cleveland Browns. That's their team, always has been for the entire family from way back. So they feel the, they feel the fun of the playoffs coming. You can watch and enjoy the playoff games. 
there. The lunch menu, the staples like the souffle ma, the shrimp cocktail, crab cakes, and all those salad dressings that are homemade. And at dinner, the soups, the seafood, the calamari, and those steaks, ribeyes, strips, and fillets. Fantastic bar area, all at Jim's Place Grill in Collierville. Let's get to our final break of the day. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's show with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn Boot & Jean Company in Collierville. Once again, here are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dakis. If I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? If I'm alive, then will you be there This is pretty cool, and we're just getting started, so... You are looking live. In your life have you seen anything like that? Goodbye. Hello, It's obviously crunch time. Hammer, nail, coffin. This baby is over. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito. So good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Brett, what I learned today, breaking news coming out about 10 minutes ago or so, Will Howard, quarterback, uh, that it was in the transfer portal from Kansas State. He has committed to Ohio State. He's on a visit there. Um, it had been reported a while back, and I think a lot of people thought it was a commitment, but it had been reported uh, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, that he was strongly considering USC. And I think some people took that as a commitment. It was never a commitment, um, and now it's official. He is committed to Ohio State after they lost Kyle McCord. We know the weapons they have at wide receiver. They got better. Bringing him Will Howard, they certainly got better. Old number 33. Uh, he's still riding that bicycle, he, isn't he? He sure is. Yeah, still, as we speak, he's riding that bicycle. <laughs> that guy was on that bicycle. Sure oh, wow. Now, that's that's a good note. I think Ohio State's better at quarterback entering this year than they finished uh, this, this last season. What I learned, the Tigers can't lose this one. Let's not make too much out of this game tonight. They lost in overtime to ULR, they being Tulsa. They lost to Oral Roberts, their best wins – Missouri State, the Nets 186. Look, this is life in the AAC. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't make it out like they're going on the road, yes. you know, in the Big Ten tonight. This, this one's got to be one and will be. Yeah, it definitely has to be. What I could have done without today uh, is the updates we're getting from the Wander Franco case in the Dominican Republic. Hector Gomez, who does a great job covering baseball in the Dominican Republic uh, and also focuses on players from the Dominican Republic in Major League Baseball. He was reporting last night um, that new information has come out on this Wander Franco 
Bronco um, situation and that the miner's mother uh, was aware of what was happening and that Wander Franco was paying her um, to keep it quiet and not go to the authorities or anything. They said they found a car um, that was clearly bought uh, by Wander Franco and given to the mon- uh, to the mother a lot of uh, payments from Wander Franco and from Wander Franco's mother to the miner's mother um, so that she would stay quiet. And now Hector Gomez is reporting Wander Franco and the miner's mother are accused of commercial sexual exploitation and money laundering. The story already was horrible, and it was it was disgusting to read. His career's over. And it got worse, but I didn't think sure it would did. be able to get worse. It got worse last night, and you're absolutely right. He will never touch a baseball field again. And, you know, Trevor Bauer's making the rounds trying to to get someone interested in him. Reinst- I don't know if it's reinstated. I don't know if it's, yeah, it's that, that right he's, been, he's, be, yeah. he's been banned. But, you know, he, he, he ended up being innocent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, but Wander Franco ooh. does not appear to be. Yeah. Uh, could have done without. We're really going to do this with game by game, brawny stories. He scored ten points in a win. Okay, yeah. it was only USC's second win in seven games, and it's being reported like you know they they won the final four. They're seven and seven. We know he had the big health scare. Yes. And we're all glad he's fine. But let's don't let's don't dedicate a beat writer to cover Bronny. No, what was it? Uh, they had a uh, some newspaper hired a beat writer to cover Taylor Swift. Just Taylor Swift, follow her around and report everything. Which I guess played It'd out. Be a for great them. job to have. Yeah, and, and really played out now that she's dating Travis Kelsey and everything. But uh, but no, I mean to to have give, a beat writer on Bronny would be would be. Give wild. me a twenty twenty four prediction on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. It, 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 will love be real at the end of this year? No, it goes up in flames, and we have a, a Taylor flames. Swift song about about Travis. Kelsey. She goes running back to John uh, Mayer, yeah. and, and they they do a duet ripping on Kelsey. John, uh, Brett, I'm 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 surprised by the uh, John Mayer reference. Uh, that, that shocked me in the show. Where are you beaming tonight? Uh, to Tulsa, yeah. uh, the best small sports town in the country. Yeah, I'm going to beam there as well. Right after that game is over, though, beam me to this Arizona game, Colorado. I'm with you. Yeah, I got it in my notes, too, as well. That's going to be a really good one on ESPN. 11-2 Colorado on the road against 10th-ranked Arizona. But that uh, Arizona team has really struggled the last couple of weeks. You want to make some money tonight? Sure. Take Louisiana plus the points tonight against James Madison. Ooh. Okay. One of three undefeateds left. I like it. I like it. Plus the points. Wait, what's it sitting at right now? Do you know? Six and a half, seven, yeah. something like that. Right. And we'll watch golf on, uh, at yes, the Century tonight in Kapalua and wish we were all out there. Yeah, we certainly will wish we are out there. No, but a, uh, a loaded slate of college basketball tonight with a ton of games. 55 games, college basketball. Only two games in the NBA, both those on TNT tonight. Bucks, Spurs at 630. Nuggets, Warriors at 9 o'clock. Well, that's all the time we have today. Enjoy your night. We'll do it again tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock.